Welcome to The Common Round. Medical education for medical students by medical students. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And joining us today is our executive producer, Gautam. Uh, our topic will be going through thrombopoiesis and granulopoiesis. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's... Uh, so that pretty much follows on from our previous talk about hematopoiesis in general and erythropoiesis. So if you guys are not familiar with those terminology, perhaps go back and have a listen to that episode because we do clarify a lot of those terms mm. just um, so it makes a little bit more sense into the future when we talk about disease states. All right, let's talk about thrombopoiesis because that kind of follows logically from erythropoiesis, which is what we talked about in the last episode. Yep. So what is thrombopoiesis? It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, so thrombopoiesis in layman terms is the f- formation of platelets, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And so we'll go through essentially how from the very basic hematopoietic stem cell becomes the final platelets that we, that we yeah. see in the body. Um, so, Hamid, would you like to talk us through? Yeah, let's let's talk let's talk through the kind of the stem cell pathways that are involved. So, okay. obviously, there's the big stem cell, yep. the hematopoietic stem cell that we, we've, we've talked about before, mm-hmm. that leads to all these different progenitor cells, right? Yeah. So, in the case of um, platelet production, mm-hmm. you've got the hematopoietic stem cell mm-hmm. that gives rise to your um, CFU Meg, so colony forming unit. Meg, which probably stands for megakaryocyte, um, and that comes from the one major progenitor, which gives rise to so many different cell lines, and that's the CFUGEMM. Yep. So if you're not sure what that stands for, either maybe look it up, but also listen to our previous podcast. It's yep. a mouthful, so I guess I won't uh, pronounce it. it again. Yeah. Yeah. So once you have the progenitor cells, Andy, what is the next sort of? How, how does it evolve from there onwards? So once you've gone to the CFU Meg. What the next step is, from my knowledge, is the it forms the precursor cell, and once again the terminology will refer back to our previous episode. Um, it forms the precursor cell called the megakaryoblast, and so what a megakaryoblast is these large cells that have a single nucleus and are essentially what what these precursors do is that they eventually will lead to the megakaryocytes, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So with the megakaryoblasts, I believe they're under the influence of thrombopoietin that stimulates them to to grow, and they will divide, isn't it? Yeah, divide. But inter- they've got an interesting, div- you know, pattern of division, okay. cell division. Tell me about it. So it's still mitotic, obviously. They're not germ cells. Okay. But what happens is that instead of forming daughter cells, these cells just get bigger and bigger and have larger and bigger nucleuses. Oh. And so they become. Okay. And they have a higher number of DNA uh, yeah. inside them. So they, they, they're not euploidy anymore, which means that they have higher than, you know, the 46 number of chromosomes or whatever okay. inside inside these cells. Interesting. Which is, yeah, which is pretty amazing. So these, these cells get massive. They're the largest cells in, in the bone marrow. Yeah. So once you have um, uh, megakaryocytes developing from their... Um, megakaryoblasts. Sorry, megakaryoblasts developing yep. from the CFU meg. Yep. What do the megakaryoblasts then develop into? So as a general rule of thumb, blasts turn into sites. So yep. the next one would be a megakaryocyte, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, actually, what was so special about a megakaryocyte? I couldn't quite remember. Um, it's pretty much it's it's again it's pretty large. Um, the yeah. only thing about it is that now you've got a pre uh, you've got a mature platelet forming cell. Yeah. And so the way the platelets are released is actually just it's like um, you know Parmigiana cheese. You know, you just scrape it on the chopping block and it's just all this powder that comes out. Yeah. That powder is your platelets that just okay. bud off from the, the big mother of... Uh, so, so they shred off the... Um, 
they shed off the actual mega carrier site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So mega carrier site, it just keeps bodying up all these platelets. Mm, um, do you have any numbers for us? To, to Actually, use? yeah. So I think we looked it up and it was like each mega carrier site gives rise to a thousand to five thousand platelets, which is quite mind boggling. Yeah, that shows how big these cells are. Yeah. And the number of platelets produced correspond with the number of mega carrier sites oh, that okay. are active in the bone marrow. Sure. Oh, before we go on, where does, where's thrombopoietin produced again? Is it... Uh, it's in the liver, liver. and I, I guess a, clin- a clinical correlate would be the fact that in patients, and if you're not sure, go back and listen to our um, liver pathology talks yep. um, in the gastrointestinal section, yep. but um, thrombopoietin is produced by the liver, and so if you have end-stage liver disease, you're not producing enough thrombopoietin, oh, so... You, that's you know, why you check your p- platelets. Exactly, and so you know your mega carrier, carrier blasts are not um, developing and, and dividing, and so you're yep. going to have platelet deficiency or thrombocytopenia. Oh, okay, yep. All right, so that's pretty much platelets. It's pretty, it's very straightforward. So that's thrombopoiesis for us. Yeah, let's talk about the more complicated beast, which is granulopoiesis. I always struggle with pronouncing this <laughs> this word, but it just means production of granulocytes as well as monocytes. So before we talk about that, Andy, what yeah. are granulocytes? So they're one type of um, white blood cell, essentially. Uh, so granulocytes include three subsections: neutrophils, eosinophils, and basophils. And uh, monocytes are additional, but, yeah. but they all f- form under the the subcast of um, granulopoiesis, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So by definition, we do say under granulopoiesis, monocytes are produced. Although monocytes are not granulocytes in mm. the in the purest form of uh, of the terminology. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the process of granulopoiesis. It, I must admit, it, it's confused the hell out of me. But let's see whether we can make sense of it. Yep. All right. So what happens, Andy? So essentially, once again, we start from our, uh, our hematopoietic stem cell. And then from that point onwards, we go on to the CFU gem. And from that point on CFU gem, then they become precursor cells. Is was that correct? Actually? Kind of, yeah. They, actually, they, no, they, so they all have these common, uh, I guess, progenitor cells, right? They do. And then after that, then they all get into their respective precursor cells. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we won't go into this, uh, the, those cells yet okay. because there's a common pattern to memorize with all of this. It makes e- learning and reading about this stuff I so would, much easier. I would definitely love to yeah. find out. So what, what is it? What's so uh, I'm sure we can have a diagram of this up in our notes um, to yep. put on the website. But okay. essentially the pattern for all of them with the exception of the monocyte development okay. is you have a pro uh, you have to, so you have the big myoblast. So in that case, it could be the um, uh, I, I, I won't go into too much detail for that yet, but okay. you have a myeloblast right at the top. Okay. And then that divides into a pro-myelocyte. Uh, pro-myelocyte. Which then divides into a myelocyte. Myelocyte, Which yes. then divides into a, into a metallomyelocyte. Metallomyelocyte. And then it goes into a band. Okay. And in some cases, it could go into a segmented form, but normally from a band, you can then develop the actual mature cell type. So I'll give you an example. So if you have... Mm-hmm. If you're talking about the neutrophil pathway, you yeah. have a neutrophil promyelocyte. Neutrophil promyelocyte. Yeah. Then you have neutrophil myelocyte. Mm-hmm. Then you have neutrophil metamyelocyte. Mm-hmm. Then you have a neutrophil band, and then eventually a mature neutrophil. Got it. So all you have to do is remember the that pattern. Eh? That pattern, and then you can say it's the same thing for um, basophils. You can say the same thing for eosinophils. Uh, yeah. And so it's it's common between all of them. That makes learning and memorizing them much easier. Good. Right, so you have this big progenitor cell yep. that gives rise to all these precursor cells. Okay. That's it, really. But the question is, what is that 
Milo, yeah, that original progenitor cell. So do you want to maybe talk about that? Yeah, exactly. Bit? And I think that's actually not too hard to memorize from my end as well. Once again, all of these progenitor cells all have the CFU kind of thing. And where do they come from again? So they all come from that CFU gem. Yeah, G-E-W-M. that big, big mother of a progenitor cell that yeah. has lots of uh, pathways. Mm. So surprise, actually not surprisingly, the progenitor for the eosinophil is called the CFU eosinophil. The progenitor for the basophil is the CFU basophil. And if you guess that the CF, uh, the, the um, progenitor for the granulocyte, if you guess CFU granulocyte, then you were half correct. Because actually, interestingly, the monocyte also shares that progenitor with the granulocyte Yeah, as well. that's really interesting. So it's called the CFU granulocyte monocyte. So that's the CFU GM. And then further, that splits down to what you would have predicted the CFU G as well as the CFU M. But yeah, have a look at the diagram. It's, yeah. it's a lot more self It's really hard to, to verbally express it. But mm. I think the whole point is that you have this big progenitor cell. Then you have these precursor cells that have this unique name that is shared amongst all of them. Monocyte is the exception. Despite the fact that monocytes and neutrophils share a common progenitor, yep. Andy, what is, let's talk about the monocyte pathway because that's slightly different. It's not, not harder at all. Mm. It's just different. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. So unlike the previous ones where we had those um the pros, the mys, and the metas and other kind of like you know the meta myelocytes kind of things, you, you we don't have them in the monocyte. So all we do have is a monoblast and a promonocyte. Is yeah, that correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that makes things quite simple. Yeah. And so what happens once monocytes develop, Andy? Uh, monocytes develop. And so when they're in the bloodstream, from my understanding is when they're in the bloodstream, they're called monocytes. And yep. once they get into the tissue, they become what we all know is a macrophage. Generically. But it, what's confusing is that mm-hmm. macrophages in different tissues, for example, are yep. called different things. Oh, okay. So what about, like, let's say in the case of macrophages in the liver, what are they called? They're called the Kupfer cells. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So that don't be confused by, there's just, it, the whole confusing thing about hematology is all the terminology. Mm. But hopefully we can make it a little bit simpler. <laughs> that rhymed a bit, actually. It did. It did. That, <laughs> that was not on purpose, by the way. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so before we finish off yep. this episode, it's going to be a really short one. Um, yep. What regulates all of this, Andy? Okay. So with granulopoiesis, there are quite a few growth factors that guide the, um, the synthesis and the generation of all yeah. these white blood cells. Uh, and one of them is, let's say, an IL-6 that's secreted by monocytes and fibroblasts. You've got GMCSF, standing for granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factors. You've got MCSF, monocyte colony stimulating factors, as well as GCSF, granulocyte colony stimulating factors. They all Which is given, I think, um, therapeutically in hematology patients oh, okay. to drive production of granulocytes. Yeah, of granulocytes, in particular neutrophils. Yeah, so these stimulating factors all as you can guess, stimulate the growth and production of the, all these type of, types of, um, types of uh, white blood cells. And so I've got one question though before, before yeah. we move on. So, what hap- so how, the, how does the body increase its uh, mm-hmm. white cell count mm-hmm. in the case of an infection? There must be other stuff as well, not just those. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so with that, I think when an infection occurs, other cytokines such as tumor necrosing factors, IL-1, endotoxin, those signaling uh, molecules that occur in the infections all serve as also a, uh, a um, cytokine to increase the production. Of so in addition cells. to the base, you know, basal sort of stimulation, you can have this additional growth factors which further drive granulopoiesis. Yeah. It's going to be pretty short, I must admit. I, I hope we've um, explained it 
pretty well to you guys if you as always if you have any questions or concerns do let us know yeah and we always welcome feedback and if you're a little bit confused just have a look at the notes where um, we're going to post on the website is there anything you want to add before we well, sign off we talked about almost everything that regards that where the stem cell actually grows into mm-hmm. and the only one last bit of it that we didn't mention on was actually what happens to lymphoid lymph, yeah isn't it and yeah. i think that's called lymphogenesis mm-hmm. but i guess that's a topic for another day yeah i mean hopefully we'll, we'll talk about that once we start talking about lymphomas but that's definitely a topic for another day yeah because it can be a bit complicated mm. because it ties in so intimately with immunology as well everything so far with all these ils things that that just reminds me entirely of it yeah exactly yeah and um, we, we probably need a bit of time to get our head around it before, before we confidently or pretend to be confidently speaking about it um, but that's it for today's episode guys thank you so much um, for tuning in listening to our Common Rounds podcast. You can find all of our episodes, notes, elective experiences, and much more content on our website. So come visit us at thecommonrounds.wordpress.com. And see you next time.